In today's show, we look back at all of the action from Wednesday in the NBA. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore B-Ball and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Let's look back at the games from Tuesday. Before I do that, this episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the Locker Room app from the iOS App Store and find one of our Locked On Rooms. Locker Room is changing the way that we talk sports. First game, the Washington Wizards. The Atlanta Hawks. The Hawks went at 121-16. The Wizards were up by three about halfway through the last quarter. That's when Daniel Gafford went to the bench. Um, and then they proceeded to have a seven-point swing in the rest of those. And I'm not saying those two things are related, by all means. But when Daniel Gafford, again, does he deserve more minutes? Scott Brooks, yeah. And then he plays 17 minutes and has 16-4 and four with 73% shooting. You question some of the veracity of what Brooks comes out and says. It remains frustrating that Gafford won't play more, that they won't start him, that they continue to persist with an idiotic three-man rotation that Brooks himself even says he hates. But again, he lies every second that he speaks, pretty much. And every lineup decision seems to be incorrect. And I feel like because they've gone on this run, he's going to get re-signed. And the, and the Wizards fans are going to have to deal with this bullshit again. Imagine what it's going to be like next year when Thomas Bryant returns. Now, you know that I've had my thoughts on Thomas Bryant before saying when he's in these spots, he's got good value, but I do not trust him long-term as a dynasty center because I don't think that he is good enough defensively to be a long-term NBA starter, but that's beside the point. It's just going to be another name to throw into the mix to completely confuse us with what we do. Do we do anything? Can we stream Gafford in? I don't know. Brooks reckons that he was too fatigued to come back in after playing 17 minutes. Is that true? I don't know. He's played more than 17 minutes before, Scott. You've made him play more than 17 minutes before. I'm not sure if it was just the super high energy that he played at today. I don't know. Anyway, Alex Len had 6-10 and 10 in his 24 minutes with two steals and a block. That's not horrible, but he shouldn't play 24 minutes. While Russ Westbrook had 34-5 and 15, three steals, four threes. Not enough to get them over the line, but a big game nonetheless. 68 fantasy points for Russ. Um, is Smith just horrible lineup decisions? He can't shoot. He shouldn't be in these lineups and playing these many minutes. But the reason he is a streamer is because Scott Brooks doesn't understand that. And he thinks that a Smith-Neto-Westbrook lineup is a great idea. It's not, but he thinks it is. 6-5-6 six, and six for Smith. Good assist streamer. Well, Neto had 14-3-2 and two in 29 minutes again. Probably just more of a streamer than a must roster. Garrison Matthews started. He only had the three points, but only played 18 minutes. While Chandler Hutchison couldn't keep up his big defensive performance from last game. No surprise there. Eight and five in his 16 minutes on the court. Bertan should have mentioned him. He had 14 with four threes. While Hachimura couldn't even take advantage of the fact that Beal was out 11-6 and six in 30 minutes. And his mediocre fantasy season continues. The next game that we take a look at, we've got the San Antonio Spurs and the Brooklyn Nets. The, the Nets win at 128-116. DeJounte Murray was pretty good. 11 rebounds. What did I start there? 15-11-5 is what he had with three steals. Pretty poor shooting, but good counters nonetheless. While DeRozan had 21-2-5. And, and Patty Mills, looks like, is he back on track? I'd hope so. Now, I don't know if Mills will play the remaining three games this week, but another three threes for 15 points. That's two good games in a row. While Gay had 10-5 and five with a steal and a block. Solid, but poor shooting from Gay. 
Not the best night from Jakob Pertl. Usually, centers can go pretty big against the Nets. He did not get the memo. Um, he had five and nine in his 28 minutes with a steal and a block, while Lonnie Walker... He's just not that good. Nine points with three threes, not much more there, while Keldon Johnson, after the big performance in his last game, had seven points in 20 minutes. So, yeah, again, really, really struggling at the moment. Um, uh, Keldon, Devin Vassell, not much better, 22% for eight points. For the Nets, James Harden returned. He came off the bench and didn't enter until um, halfway through the second quarter. Ended up with 18-7-11, two steals, two blocks, three threes in 26 minutes. Now, there is a back-to-back coming on the weekend, so maybe you only get one Harden game there, but it's great to have him back. Durant had 14-7-7 in 29 minutes on the back-to-back, and Shamit had a nice 21-point explosion. Now, it came on 78% shooting, so we know there's no ability for him to continue to do that, and this was a game without Kyrie Irving. The Shark, Bruce Brown, had 14-11. and 11. Baby Shark, Good numbers there, but again, when you integrate Harden, Durant, Irving all together, there's just probably not enough for those blokes, but how about my boy Nick Claxton? Excellent second half, 23 minutes, 18 and 5, one steal, two blocks. He should play these minutes, if not more, every single game, but he was excellent while Griffin had 13, 3 and 4. And Mike James, who filled in for Irving, was pretty good. 12, 2 and 5 in those 26 minutes, and they just signed him to a rest of season contract. Interestingly, we've got Brown and Shamit and Claxton all getting minutes. Well, Jeff Green only played 19 minutes, despite having 16 points on 88% shooting. So the Nets, just with an absolute embarrassment of rotational riches. Now, guys like Green and Brown and Shamit and Claxton, they're not world beaters, but the fact that you can just mix and match them and you can throw them in in, in different spots in different minutes um, shows the strength of this team even behind those three absolute stars that they do have. Guys, if you're looking for a part for your car, why would you go to a local chain store, a big box chain store, auto store, and ask for the part? The bloke's not going to have it. There's just too many parts to keep everything in store at the one time. He's going to have to order it online. And for the privilege of him doing that, he's going to charge you way more than you need to because at rockauto.com, you can just get those prices because they're the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers right across the board. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. And you can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and the prices that you prefer. So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck, right? Locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? so that they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Okay, the next game that we look at, we go to the Cleveland Cavaliers beating the Boston Celtics in Cleveland, 102-94. The Celtics, of course, had no Kemba, no Marcus Smart, no Jalen Brown, no Rob Williams. Jason Tatum did all right, 29-8, two steals and two blocks, a little bit off with these percentages. But otherwise, it was really tough to get a win when that's really, you know, those outs are what you're dealing with. And you have to start Tremont Waters and Aaron Neesmith in the backcourt. Waters had 7-3-3 and Neesmith had 8-7-2. Fournier was okay, 15-4 with two steals in a block. That's three steals in two games for Fournier, but he shot horribly, 30%, while Pritchard had 15-7-3 and, and three with four threes in his 26 minutes, and Tristan Thompson was just solid. That's what it really is. 10-7 and seven in 28 minutes. He's not good. He's not great. Not bad. He's just solid. And with Williams out, I reckon, for the rest of the season, um, regular season, Thompson can have some value. When Williams is out, the uh, the Cornetto, Luke Cornett, came in three points, but three blocks and six boards. He can be a deeper league blocks streamer. While Grant Williams did start the second half over Neesmith and had seven points on 29% shooting, wouldn't say that he played particularly well. But this was, it's a bad loss for Boston, but given the guys that were out, it does make sense. And hopefully they can get Smart and Walker back for the next game. 
for the Cavs. I didn't expect to see 30 points in 34 minutes for Kevin Love with 14 rebounds, six threes, two steals. And it just does go to show you again that everyone who always screams shutdown, it just, it's, it's not something that just continually happens. There are situations where it does happen, but it's not something that, look, who would have said I'm drafting, I'm not drafting Fred Van Vliet because he's getting shut down. Like literally nobody. I'm avoiding Kevin Love because he'll get shut down. And look, he got that big injury, but it doesn't work the way that you think it works all the time or the way that you think that it is going to work and avoiding guys, and not to say that Love's not a guy to avoid because we all know that he's got his risks, but random shit happens at all times. Colin Sexton had 28 and 8, while another solid game from Isaac Okoro, who's starting to play better. 15, 6, and 6. Now, the lack of threes and steals is an issue. The poor shooting percentages are an issue, but nice scoring numbers for him at least. I know plenty of you play on ESPN and their box scores are all over the shop, but Jarrett Allen did play. He played 32 minutes. And have a look. I'm pretty sure, yeah, because these box scores on my video, they do come from uh, ESPN. Funo de Cabangale did not start. Jarrett Allen did start. He had 8 and 10 in 32 minutes with a block. That's not a particularly good game, and he's been really, really poor of late. Um, definitely way off where he was to begin the season. Um, yeah, real worries there with him, I think, with how he's sort of tailed off. But the Cavs are also a mess. Dean Wade started at small forward. I don't understand ever starting him there. He's a power forward, and he always sucks when he plays at small forward. While Fionde Cabangale, two and five, three blocks. Now, 16% shooting is terrible. But again, just nice counting stats. He continues to deliver that in this role as the backup center. And I don't think Isaiah Hartenstein is going to come back this year. So Cabangale could be a deeper league option. Damo Dotson had nine points in his 25 minutes, while Broderick Thomas played 34 minutes and grabbed 10 boards coming off the bench. All right, let's go to the next game. Pretty big win here for the Mavericks. 125-107 over the Pelicans. Jackson Hayes, another strong game. 22 minutes. He did twist his ankle. He was able to return, but 15-6 and six are still in a block. Let's just keep an eye to see whether that flares up. There's absolutely no reason for them to play Stephen Adams again this season. So I think Hayes is worth having. While Bill Hernan Gomez did what he does, double-double in 26 minutes. And Wenyan Gabriel, he's been a sharpshooter this year, Gabriel. Another solid night, 7-5. and five. Najee Marshall hurt his shoulder, but played 30 minutes, 12-6. and six. That's... Yeah, okay. While Kyra Lewis was inefficient, but 13, 4, and 2 in 22 minutes is high usage. And I thought he looked all right out there. I just want to see an Alexander Walker-Lewis starting combination at some point this season. It'd be great. Alexander Walker started. Now, he was rough. uh, Minus 25, which is by far a team worst. 13 points in 35 minutes with three assists and a steal. 36% shooting. He was bad from the line. I do think that you know, we probably won't see Lonzo again this season. So I think Alexander Walker's worth a pickup. And I don't know why we keep seeing Eric Bledsoe, who continues to disappoint us. 15-2-4. He is the 199th ranked player this season. And uh, even when opportunities arise, he seems to shit the bed. 22 minutes for James Johnson's not ideal, 11-3-2. I still would hold him, especially if Marshall's shoulder does continue to give him problems. But um, I, I don't think we're seeing Ingram, Lonzo, Zion's obviously out, or Josh Hart, or Steven Adams again this season. I reckon all those guys are probably going to be done. There's no confirmation on that apart from Zion, uh, but I, I really don't think we're going to see those other guys this season. Also, NBA debut for Didi Luzada, first game. Now, 20% shooting is not very good, but defensively, I thought it was excellent. Like, really good defense, just two points. But he can be an interesting NBA player, whether he's a fantasy option or not, probably not. But really, really good defense in his first game. For the Mavs, they started Tim Hardaway over Josh Richardson. 27 points with three threes for Timmy in 29 minutes. He continues to be an excellent source of points and threes. While Richardson, Jack Armstrong has something to say. Get that garbage out of here! He's been a drop for ages. He had uh, three points in 14 minutes. It couldn't be clearer than that. Muxy Kleber did have to have a trip to the locker room, never returned. Five and six in 19 minutes, while Finney Smith struggled to nine points. But we also got the return of Kristaps Porzingis. Porzingis. Only played 22 minutes, 19 and five. 
Looks looked all right. Looked all right to me. Those numbers look pretty good there. Doncic was also good. 33, 8, and 8 with good percentages. No defensive stats, but he hit seven threes. Really good bounce back from whatever the nonsense was that he gave us in that last one. And Dwight Powell next to Porzingis. Now, Carlisle said pregame, hey, we really like how the big lineups have looked. All their data tells us Porzingis next to a center is the way to go. So there's some value here for Powell. Top 90 over the last two weeks. 12 and 8 with a steal. 100% shooting. Really good steals guy. Solid enough for blocks. Well, not usually. Usually he's not good for blocks, but recently he has been. But field goal percentage is where the value comes in. And another 5 of 5 night, which is really, really useful for Dwight Powell. Brunson had the 6 assists, but his value has really dipped with the re-emergence of Timmy Hardaway Jr., Guys, Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Baseball season's in full swing, and you can track all of the action at Bet Online. Get all of the latest news, odds, and info for all of your sporting needs, including Major League Baseball, the NBA, the NHL, and all of your UFC action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all of the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit by using our promo code LOCKEDON. Bet Online are your online sportsbook experts. All right, let's go next game. We're looking at the Portland Trailblazers beating the Jazz 105-98. Lillard was pretty good, 30 points with six assists, seven or eight from the line. But how about Yusuf Nurkic? Now, it would have been much better if he hadn't have shot three of 14 from the field. But 11, 15, and six, three steals and three blocks. It's a five by three. He's had a five by five before. This could have been you know, so, so much better. You're talking, if you guys eight of 14, um... Yeah, that's a 20 and 20 and 2015 and six, three steals, three blocks, and it's almost the best line of the night. So, look, he's really turning it on at this point in the year. Frustrating us, of course, that drafted him early or dealt with the injuries and the slack play to begin the season, but he's turning it on at the moment. McCollum had 36, four and four, not 26, four and four, while Norman Powell, absolute stinker. Seven points in 39 minutes on three of 11 shooting. We've talked about him plenty of times that if the shot doesn't go in and the usage isn't there, what else is he doing? And that is a, a great example. If you are looking for points streaming, though, Carmelo Anthony, he helps you there. 18 points with four triples. Not much else, but nice scoring. Not a lot else to really look at, though, with this Blazers team. Covington was pretty poor, five points, but still brought still brought the two, two steals, which is what you have him for. For Utah, Niang was all right, 11 points in his 23 minutes. Bogdanovich, dreadful shooting, five of 14, and then 50% from the line and missed all of his threes, just 12 points. And again, a guy that's been red hot, top 25 over the last two weeks, and then serves that up. That's pretty disappointing. Gobert had 15 and 20 with a block, and Ingles had 14, 4 and 4. And we got another good Jordan Clarkson game. That's two in a row. 29 points, 11 of 17 shooting, three threes, three assists. It makes me worry for what we're going to get in the next one. If he has you know, 12 points on 18 shots, that's a distinct possibility. But good numbers there nonetheless for Clarkson, who's really stepped it up over these last few games. Um, Royce O'Neal was disappointing, I think. Two points, eight rebounds, uh, one of eight shooting, obviously, is not getting the job done. All right, so let's go to the last game of the night. The Rockets push the Lakers all the way to the end. The Lakers end up winning at 124-122 on a Kuzma layup and then a Wes Matthews defensive play and steal to uh, to seal the win. But the, the Rockets push them. They, they had the lead there with a few seconds left, and the Linux did it well again. 25 minutes, 24-6-8. and eight. Four threes and two steals continues to be absolutely fantastic down the stretch. The Rockets were without Wood, Nwaba, Exum, Jeffries, House, Brown, Bradley, Wilson, Porter, Gordon, and Wall. Now, we know that Eric Gordon won't play again this season. 
We know Sterling Brown won't play again this season. There is a chance that House and Porter do play. I would be pretty surprised if they do. And same with Christian Wood. So Kenyon Martin, 20 and 10, three threes, three, three blocks. Absolute must roster player. Armani Brooks is a good streamer for, uh, for threes and points. 24 in 37 minutes with four triples. Anthony Lamb was pretty rough. He was a minus 18. Yuck. Nine and nine. Well, Jay Sean Tate, the wild thing, had 16 and five with three threes. Only played him 23 minutes. He did have some foul troubles early on, but they also don't need to see huge amounts from him. They just give those other minutes to other guys. Well, Kyrie Thomas, who was the fourth ranked player heading into today's game, had four points on 17% shooting. We talked about how his shooting was absolutely unreal and was never going to stick. And this is where you get bitten the ass hard by regression. Now, he played 37 minutes and he had 11 assists. So there is still some value, but obviously he was never going to remain that player that he was in those first three games. And that fell off here. I was pretty impressed with Cam Oliver as well. 17 points in 23 minutes on 70%. Steal a block. Hit two threes. If Wood remains out, Oliver's a guy that we can take a look at in, say, 14 team leagues and maybe even stream for 12s. The Lakers were without Schroeder, James, Davis, and Alex Caruso. So Taylor Horton Tucker started at point guard. 23-2-10 with two steals on 37%. Now, he didn't play particularly well yesterday, but today he was really good. Outside of the free throw shooting, excellent stuff. Now, the problem is is that if all these guys play, there's just not enough minutes for him. He's absolutely a guy to watch as a restricted free agent next offseason, though. Kuzma had 19, 10, and 7 with a triple one. Really good game for him. We know he can put up good games when players are out, and he did it here. While Andre Drummond only played 22 minutes, but still had 20 and 10. Two big games in a row from Drummond and highly efficient, 69% shooting. Giggity! They did not play Marcus Sol at all. I'm just going to hope that's because it was a back-to-back because we got 26 minutes of Montrez Harrell and somehow he was a minus eight in a game they won by two. 16 points, two rebounds, not much else. He just continues to suck whenever he's on the court defensively and it's a real problem because the 16 points looks great until you see that nearly every time he's out there, he's a negative. KCP had a triple one. He's been a solid 12-team league player with his threes and steals. While Markeith Morris started for Davis and had 14-4-4. It was all right. Hit a couple of threes, but again, nothing to really dive too much into there. And I really liked what Wes Matthews did defensively, especially, of course, on that final play of the day. Let's have a look now at the top ads and drops. Alexander Walker up 10%. I think that's a solid ad. DeAndre Hunter, people have added him 9% up. No reason to do that. Absolutely not. And Darius Garland up 7%. I don't know. Do people think he's coming back? I do not think that he is coming back. Clint Capella. Now, this is a weird one. I looked at the uh, uh, roster percentage numbers and went, Clint Capella up 6%. Why was he dropped? And why did it take this long for people to add him? Very weird stuff. While Armani Brooks was up 6%. That paid off pretty well. And I think you're going to have some solid Brooks numbers for the rest of the week. In terms of drops, Thibault down 9, Maladon down 7, Malik Beasley down 7. Remember a couple of days ago, he was on the most added players, and people realized, yeah, what are we doing? And then they dropped him. Pokashevsky down 7%, and Bazemore down 7 Bazemore keeps getting dropped every game. Yet I think he keeps producing at a decent enough level to remain a 12-team league player. Let's look at the top 10 players in uh, roster under 50% of the league. Shamit, yeah, really good game. Don't trust 78% shooting. Len, get out of here. Isaac Okoro, yeah, can be a streamer at least. Luke Cornett, no. Caldwell Pope. 12-team value there. Pritchard, mainly because Walker and Smart were out. Jackson Hayes, I like him as an ad. Tristan Thompson's a back-end sort of guy if you need uh, defensive stats. Or sorry, big man stats. While Bruce Brown, the Shark, was really good. I feel more comfortable with him than I do with Shamit. But again, I don't feel super comfortable. And then Bill Hernan Gomez at number 10 is a solid enough uh, double-double type player because I do not expect Adams to play again this season. Let's now look ahead to Thursday's action right across the NBA. All right, there's nine games on Thursday. First of those is the Clippers and the Hornets. No Serge Ibaka again. 
For the Clippers, um, while for the Hornets, no Haywood and no Bridges, while Cody Martin is also out and Caleb Martin is questionable. So it could be a, a good opportunity for Jalen McDaniels. We'll see if they go to the Biombo Zala almost exclusively at center minutes or because there'll be some DeMarcus Cousins or maybe Marcus Morris at center. We get a little bit more PJ Washington Jr. there. The Bucks and the Pacers, no Brogdon, no Lamb, no Sumner. But uh, Aaron Holiday could return. He's listed as questionable for Indiana. Milwaukee looks to be pretty good. Orlando and Atlanta, back-to-back for Atlanta. They're 12.5-point favorites. The total's 228. The Magic, all their same guys are out, except we don't know about Mo Bumba, who's questionable. But Wendell Carter is there, so they're going to be splitting minutes most likely. DeAndre Hunter will return for the Hawks after resting the first game of a back-to-back in a low-minute role, of course. The Sixers and the Heat, Joel Embiid and Jimmy Butler are both questionable, while Furkan Korkmaz and Shake Milton are probable for Philadelphia, and Matisse Thibel is questionable there as well. While the Spurs and the Knicks, it is a back-to-back for San Antonio, and the Knicks have like four guards questionable. Burks, Quickly, Rose, and Bullock are all listed as questionable. I heard that Burks and Quickly were likely to play. I, I don't know about Rose and Bullock at this point. But if they're all out... She's going to be all Peyton, all, all Barrett. Look, they don't have to play 48 minutes. There's no real other guards on this team. Um, unless they're going to throw Jared Harper in there. The Kings and the Grizzlies, Harrison Barnes and Marvin Bagley are both doubtful. So Chemezi Metu will get another opportunity. You get more Terrence Davis minutes. You get more Mo Harkless. You get more uh, Dylan Wright with Darren Fox out once more. Buddy Heald is probable. While for the Grizzlies, Jaron Jackson will return. Grayson Allen is out. And Jonas Valanciunas remains listed as questionable. Jonas Vasilinovasas. Denver, Minnesota. Monty Morris is interestingly listed as questionable injury recovery. And uh, Will Barton and PJ Dozier are out. While for Minnesota, they're okay in terms of their injuries. The Nuggets are six-point favorites here, and the total is 235.5. For Toronto and Chicago, no Van Vliet, no Lowry, no Ananobi, no Siakam, no Boucher, no Watson, no Hood. Everyone's out. So you're going to get Flynn, Trent, Birch, Gillespie, Watanabe, Jalen Harris, Stanley Johnson. So much value opening up. While for the Bulls, Daniel Tice, Troy Brown, and Thomas Sadoransky are all listed as questionable. For Portland and Phoenix, it is a back-to-back for the Blazers, while the Suns will be without, once again, Cam Johnson and Abdul Nadir. So Frank Jackson, Frank Jackson, Frank Kaminsky is going to have to fill a role there. If we look at some value there on Fangio, I like Metu. I like Gillespie in Toronto. Aaron Gordon at 3,900. Yuta uh, Watanabe, Doug McDermott, Jalen Harris, Nerlens Noel, Malachi Flynn, uh, Gary Trent, Cole Anthony, Maybe Paul George. I like Nikola Jokic. I like Kyle Anderson. Um, I like uh, Ja Morant a little bit. I like Jaden McDaniels and Jalen McDaniels and Devin Booker. Yanni Antetokounmpo um, and uh, and Ken Birch at 6,000. Guys, that'll do it for me today. Don't forget to follow this podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. While on YouTube, hit the thumbs up, hit the subscribe, hit the notification bell, and leave your comments down below. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.